1: Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willicombe. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky.
2: <laughs> so, to make ourselves and hopefully you feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping.
1: Or hopefully how they're not
2: coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing.
1: Hello, you're listening to Now That's What I Call Parents in Hell, Volume 2.
2: Am I right in saying to lost? he lost his front teeth, didn't he? Oh,
3: God, yeah. So basically he had one of them you know the balance bikes where there's no pedals they just run yeah they're basically running on a yeah. bike he had one of them from you know as old as you allowed one i think it was two just before two you allowed them and he, he had one and he was he was amazing on it but he was amazing at the point of he didn't understand fear like he got so good on this yeah. and he was yeah. just yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. and it was like everyone used to say my god he's fantastic on that <laughs> and it's a real boner contention, right? So there's this place in South Shields called the Amphitheatre. It's it's an open air uh, performance space down on the sea front that they do like little festivals here the summer. And it's got a under uh, like an under walkway bit that's covered over. Now the floor of that is tiled, right? But there's sort of sand everywhere because it's you know it's it's windy. It's the north. So he's coming down this hill that's paved, and then it goes under the tiled floor bit and turns to the right. Okay. And what did it, he's he's only little, and I'm running alongside him on this bike, and my heart's in in my throat. It's it's terrifying, right? And Rosie's just sitting watching me. And he went down, and I went, right, I don't think we should do this again. He went, one more. I went, right, one more. He did three times. Three's a magic number. I let him do three. I went, there we go. That's it. And he started crying. He went, I want to do it again. And Rosie went, let him do it again. And I said the words, no, he nearly (laughs) fell. It's dangerous. And she said, and she said, do it again. Go on. Just let him do it again. And we did it again. And on that oh. one, he's got too much sand on his wheel. He slipped and his face hit the deck and he, both his front teeth, he snapped his two front teeth in half. And oh. it was the worst, one of the worst moments in my life, like without a doubt. Like he just hit the deck and he lifted his face up and there was just blood all over his face and oh. two bits of his teeth were missing. And Rosie handled it like a champ and I was flapping.
2: Like, oh, what are you doing? Oh like, well, my like, God! Of course, <laughs> you, are, oh, mate. Rosie. I don't
3: oh judge you God, right. Rosie! His teeth, he's broke his teeth. Oh God! She was like, "Calm down, go and get the car." And I ran like I've never ran to the car park. Got the car. Literally screeched around the corner. they jumped in the car. We, re- we drove off. She was like, "Calm your driving down, or we're gonna crash on the way to the hospital." You idiot! So we, got, we drove up there to the hospital. We had a look at it. We went at the dentist the day after. They sort of filled them in, but then all his gums were like they went a bit black, and all his gums were really lumpy and stuff. So it was basically oh, getting infected. Oh. And he got them taken out. Wow! It was. And does it affect him in any way? Absolutely not. They're just so resilient. And he's—he is. I don't know where he gets it from. I'm a wimp, and he is literally the one of the hardest people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> he's like nails. It's—it's it's unbelievable.
1: So does Rosie? Does Rosie refute that story then? And uh, or is it—is it a given that she said one more time, and you—and you stopped all years. Stop all years
3: I've, I've known you, and you don't believe me. Well, What is no, this?
1: No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> does she? Does she? I, I'm on your side here. But if we get Rosie on the podcast, will she say it differently? Or is Listen, it a given? She's
3: in the busy, in the family? she's busy. She can't come on your podcast. Be busy. <laughs> I know, Do
2: I not contact her. <laughs> right. We're going to bring her out now, like I'm surprised, surprise. I feel like Keir Starmer. Let me just clarify the point here. <laughs> <laughs> if we
1: had Rosie on the show, would she say that she said, go again, and you said it's dangerous? Would she uh, agree She or?
3: will. Uh, she will agree, but she will then probably put forward the point that I should have just caught him like I did the previous three times. Fair enough. Uh, okay. So, well, well, I mean, we've had that up. argument a lot. But what was... <laughs> What was interesting about what happened was, um, it, what you take—we took him to Newcastle to the RVI hospital to get his um, to get the teeth taken out, right? And it was so strange. I had to kind of drop him at one door, and then he went in with the nurse and sort of put him under anaesthetic and pulled the teeth out. And we had to walk around this kind of one-way corridor. You kind of dropped him off, and then you walked around the other way, and then he came out at the other end like a conveyor belt, like like dropping your luggage at the <laughs> airport, but like. <laughs>
2: Breathing. Did you uh, did you tie something around him so you would recognise him when he came
3: out? <laughs> I, I cling filmed him like that people do, <laughs> on the When <laughs> he came around, right? And it, it, honestly, right, we got around, we were so worried. I think I, I was probably crying, I'm, I'm a disgrace, but I, we were walking around and he came out and he was sitting eating, both front teeth gone, sitting eating jelly on the nurse's knee and she was like, I can't believe it. She was like, literally we'll put a tiny bit of the of the gas... To just to chat, did they even do the gas? I can't remember, but they didn't have to properly put him asleep. They just did it, and it was out. And there's other kids screaming, and he was just sitting there eating eating a little tub of jelly, just buzzing. And <laughs> he was honestly, we hadn't realised, but he was a different kid once I got them taken out. He was all good.
2: We we need to ask you Rosie about because we asked mm. Chris and he gave us his account of um. The day Robin lost his front
4: teeth. <laughs> oh, Betty did. Betty did give you his wrong account of the day that Robin lost his teeth. What, what did he say?
2: Um, just that you really went to pieces, and he was heroic. No, um, he <laughs> said, no, no, he did say you were heroic, and he went to pieces. But it was the discussion
1: yeah. before the bike ride, wasn't it? I think Josh.
2: He, he said that um, once the accident had happened, uh, you absolutely owned the situation and he was a mess. But he said yeah. that it was your decision for Robin to have one more go. <laughs> I
4: knew he'd say that. I knew would say that. We, I can did he fully blame me?
2: Yes. I, I
1: think, I th- yes. <laughs> he, he said,
4: he right. also
1: he said he even warned you because he, he was going to take Robin on a bike down a slope and he went down it a couple of times and he nearly fell off and then Chris caught him. And then he uh-huh. said, let's not do this anymore. And then you said, give him one last go. And Chris said that he said, no, I don't think we should. And you said, do it. And then that's when the teeth accident happened. Is that not correct, so Rosie? In my
4: defence, it well, it kind of is, right? Because that did kind of happen. But in my defence, he was the one who was taking him down the the hill. I couldn't see because I was at the bottom, probably on my phone, not going to lie. So, <laughs> <laughs> He was the one who was doing it and taking him down. So he knew how fast he was going. He could assess the danger of the situation more than I could. Yes. So, and I'm sorry, but how spineless have you got to be for me to just go, no, do it one more time. Yeah. And him to go, all right, I'll do it one more (laughs)
1: time. (laughs) Even if you know it's dangerous that you're so scared to say no to you. (laughs)
4: He, he acts like he's terrified of us. I swear to God, like <laughs> it, that. So, I, and you know what annoyed me about that? I'm going to have to have a word with him because when we wrote the book, that went in the book, and we decided to take 50-50 responsibility for that <laughs> oh incident. Oh <God>, no. <laughs> And I can't believe he's just chucked me under the bus like this on a podcast, so
1: we'll, yeah. we'll be having a word. Okay, well, that, I thought that would be resolved, but it sounds like it's just been opened <laughs> up again.
4: You've caused me a year. We've got to do a podcast <laughs> you later should, on.
1: You should, have you got a, a feature on your podcast you should do, like, a Prime Minister's Questions, where someone has to take the hot seat and just get <laughs> countered, <laughs> thrown at them with, with backup <laughs> documents?
4: I'm actually after a new feature, so that might work. With the <laughs> yeah. We might do something like that.
2: Is Robin aware now, so he's kind of for... Do you think, is he aware that you're doing a podcast in which he gets talked about? Like, does he understand stuff like the fact that you're on Instagram and stuff like that?
4: Nah, he doesn't really know. Although he started when I've, I was doing an advert the other day and I had my camera out and he gets really excited. He's like, are you, are you filming, man? And I'm like, yeah. So he got the stuff out of the box and he was like, film this. And I went, all right. And he went, hi, everyone. And <laughs> he <laughs> started doing like some like a vlog. And I was thinking, oh (laughs) God, he's been watching us too much. But um, no, we don't really, he knows that we do a podcast yeah, and he knows that daddy goes on stage and makes people laugh. But other than that, he's got no idea. Like Chris was on the one show last week, like I said, and we were watching it and he's just not faced at all. Yeah, Like he was just playing with his toys, just like, oh, there's my dad on telly. Like, can you imagine being a kid and your dad was on telly? Like... It would have blown our minds watching. I'd have been absolutely gutted.
2: You're mortified enough. About, there's going to come a point, I suppose, where, because you're mortified about your parents when you're a kid, when you get to a certain age, yeah. what, about 10 or something like that? Maybe a bit later. So he'll start by getting excited about the one show. And then in 10 years, it'll be like, oh no, my dad's on the one show.
4: Yeah, not again. What's he going to say? Well, I think yeah. if we had that,
2: if Alison Hammond's son's a teenager, and when we were doing the podcast with her,
1: he could sort of overhear things that she was saying. And he was coming in, don't say yeah. that, mum, and sort of dictating the terms. <laughs> so you're like, in of a situation where you're trying to do a podcast and Robin will walk in and go, You're not saying that. As yeah. <laughs> sort of, like, a deck. <laughs> so you're all set up, Russ. You're, you live up, you're up north now in Manchester, aren't you? Is that right? Yeah. So it's your wife, you, your wife, Lindsay, and then your daughter, Minna. Yeah. And how old's Minna now?
5: four good age horrible in it no, it's the worst worst oh mate the worst if there was a statue of minna in the garden i'd be tearing it down due to a fascist <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's straight it's, you tell me stories about minna like where she always went to bed at the right times a very structured scheduled, and she was a good sleeper and stuff like that and then you tell me stories about like on trains, she'd just strip off naked and there's nothing you could do yeah. and, and so what, what kind of child is she like what, how,
5: how how is it I always say to people, even a serial killer is peaceful when they're asleep, right? You could walk into Ted Bundy's bedroom at 3am and go, what's the fuss about? But you wouldn't want to be there at 8am when you woke up. So I have, and it's particularly men that love to hear about this, uh, I... I've nailed sleep and I say I even though Lindsay and I did it together I, I was sort of the, the the one that came up with the plan who, who, who said what well, we're going to do what we do to get our daughter to sleep through the night so I, I will I will admit we've got sleep and I know a lot of people don't like to hear that but blokes do they like to perv in on my full night's sleep and hear how I did it we <laughs> <laughs> This is not normally going silent. It's like, oh, just tell me again, Russ. Just tell me yeah. again about your own brother. Oh, what was that? <laughs> Eight hours for three weeks straight? Stop it, stop it. it more slowly, would you? And, uh, so I'll tell you how I achieved that in a minute because uh, uh, like men love to hear I did it using nerdy charts. But it's when, it's when the eyes flick open, that is when the hell begins. <laughs> but that sort of also proves that, that also proves that regardless of the temperament of your child, whether you've got one of the laid back ones dribbling on its bricks as it amuses itself, or whether you've got a holy water sizzling on the forehead bastard like I have (laughs) I do I do truly believe if you want to and there's no reason why you have to there's no pressure to get your child through the night but if it's something you both desperately want as a couple it can be achieved
2: what was your what was your method
5: Russell the benefit I've got is I'm the last one out of all my friends to have kids right? right so um, the downside is I'm going to be on a ventilator when she's on sports day. The, the plus- <laughs> 100 metres, go on, you can run it for daddy. Do you remember the war? Yeah. And, uh, no, and the, but the plus side is um, I was able to watch all my groups of friends and what went wrong most often, apart from all the usual childhood illnesses, was arguments about sleep, kids in the bed. Sex life going down the drain, relationship going down the drain, where the child's on on the throne, uh, ruling the house as soon as it was born. So I, I, I was thinking to myself, Do you know what? I don't want that to happen to me. Plus, my mum was a childminder and a nanny, so she's a bit like badass with routine and sleep. So I just, I, me and Lindsay we were bobbing around in the pool on one of those uh, all inclusive holidays, and we're like, should we, should we go for it? Should we, should we, should we start training for a baby? And I was like, before we do, before that Marvelon pill packet goes in the bin, we are gonna be in agreement on sleep. And that's the <laughs> mistake most problems make. They just once they've got a screaming satanic object in front of them, that's when, should we have the chat now? Yeah. The time to have the chat is before fertilization. <laughs> You need to agree about sleep in advance. It's really, really important. It doesn't matter if you both want to be bed-sharing, hippies, baby, hanging off the boob and all that, and you're both in the bed together and you don't, you're going to do attachment and go be up all night and be baby-led. That's fine. No judgment from me and you shouldn't be judged by anyone. The problem is when you've got one person on one method – and one on the other. If you've got, you know, a mum saying, "I do want the baby hanging off my boob," by our marriage dies and you wank in the spare room. That's an issue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening in to my house.
5: <laughs> no, but it, it, like because I always think every, you know, everyone's like putting pressure on women. A oh, breast is best. You need to do attachment. No, what's best is a really buzzingly happy. Mentally stable household where the children are being raised in a positive environment. If that means slamming
2: formula into its mouth on day one, so be it. Yeah. Do you? Um. I mean, obviously, the you need to decide this before you get pregnant. Is of use to about two percent of our listeners. Yeah. So. it
1: should be a filter on Tinder. <laughs> oh, should you? <laughs> early
5: doors, isn't it? But to be fair, Russ, for the people listening, what age was Mina sleeping through the night? So we did eight hours by eight weeks and 12 hours at 12 weeks. They were my targets.
1: (laughs) They were your targets? (laughs) Oh, God, it's like the Wolf of Wall Street. I love it. Eight hours
5: at eight weeks and 12 hours at 12 weeks. Tell us how. A little bit bit of baby trivia, which anyone now who's had a kid will know, but maybe never realised it before. Most babies are born Chronologically speaking, like daytime, nighttime speaking, back to front. So you, anyone who's been uh, lived with a pregnant woman, will know. Baby doesn't do much all day. Sit down, at eight pm, watch a bit of Britain's Got Talent or whatever. Baby starts kicking, yeah, like every time, and then kicks her all through the night. I've had a rubbish night's sleep, and then it sleeps all day. The reason for this is, as far as the stuff I've read is, um, of, course, of course, when you're walking around all day, if you, if a woman's pregnant, she's rocking the baby effectively. And when she's laying down, the baby's not being rocked and babies fall asleep and they're rocked, right? So they think that's why so many babies are born awake at night, asleep during that. And where you're so knackered, you just follow that pattern and you end up two, three, four, five years of screaming baby all night, <laughs> asleep all day. So contrary to what some people think about being some sort of sleep, and forcing a baby to sleep through the night. It's quite the opposite. My, you know, my daughter was never allowed to cry or self-soothe or any of that nonsense that people hear. We just worked initially when she was tight, once she'd regained her birth weight, towards keeping her awake during the day, which is much, much easier. So you're just stretching. We're talking about when they're really tiny, just like a game on the kick mat, a mobile, and inviting the nanas over when they're due for a, their scheduled nap. So babies need 16 hours sleep. Babies oh. need 16 hours sleep. So why wouldn't you squeeze 10, 12 hours of that sleep into a night time and have the four hours naps throughout the day? So whenever she was due for a nap, that's when I'd let my mum in, start rocking her. So if she falls asleep, fine. Otherwise, I'd be getting like a vein in the side of my schedule yeah. head going in. Yeah, you should be awake by now. So it's mom. not about getting them to sleep. It's about keeping them up. Indeed, initially, oh. and 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 then what you'll see is you can gradually stretch the periods at, <clears throat> at night, and people are like you should never wake a sleeping baby. You should never fuck off out my house. Because <laughs> what I would do is if Minna was due for I don't remember what the timings are now because it seems like a lifetime ago. But so she's supposed to have ninety minutes uh, morning nap from ten to eleven thirty. Eleven thirty one, I am unswaddling that child. Oh. <laughs> getting her ready, fed on time, awake on the kick mat. We were using like a cold flannel on her feet, anything to keep her
2: uh, stimulated and awake. And our friends were like, that'll never work. you. <laughs> like Japanese prisoner of war torture. Have you thought about working in Guantanamo Bay, Russell? <laughs> Sometimes I just scream in her face. <laughs> just play loud heavy metal for six hours.
5: <laughs> it was it was all done with, with like games. I know, I got invested. But, we, but it was our friends, every single one across the world we're supposed to get up at four. You should be on pull Nub at 4am, play the game. And that's the other bollocks that winds me up, is that babies wake at 4am, uh, at 5am, there's nothing you can do. It's absolute dog shit. If you get on a plane to Australia, your baby doesn't magically know that sunrise has changed. It, it, it's yeah. because people's definition, of what they call a blackout curtain is pathetic (laughs) it it winds me up people I've got the blackout just like it said and you go in and you're like you could kill a vampire within seconds in that room at (laughs) 6am you shouldn't be able to walk across a blacked out room at midday like it should look like in Spanish and Italian people do proper uh, blackout shutters and stuff So we did. So instead of doing a a 7am to 7pm date, what use is that to a stand up? Because I want to be involved as a dad. I said to Lindsay, let's do nine till nine till she goes to school. Then we get a bit of an evening and and we get a lay in as well. So that's what my daughter sleeps. She sleeps from 9pm to 9am. Blimey.
1: Jen, can you explain to us and the listeners your set up at home with your kids and stuff?
6: Yes, I can. I am sharing my home with my uh, ever-patient girlfriend and our two five-year-old twin boys. And it's fun times all around. 5 year
1: five-year-old twin. Sorry, because it's (laughs) actually your life, but I shuddered. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. straight in with the empathy I, though, like I, love I, it. I did a line version you know when you read an interview so I go oh, no fucking hell five five, year old <laughs> <boys>, three dishes <laughs> having a shocker that, that, but sorry for saying it out loud
6: no it's alright I'm living it I've, I know it I feel
1: yeah. it um, and how, how's it been then so have you been in homeschooling with five year olds
6: oh god yeah oh my god yeah I have and I am shit at it I am so shit at it it's just that they don't respect you your kids, I mean, not your kids, my kids. They don't seem to respect parents <laughs> when they're homeschooling. I've spoken to a few parents, and they're like, "Oh, fuck it, I gave up after two days." Um, just trying to teach them stuff because we've got to teach them how to read. Everyone's going out oh, five. You don't have to do anything, mate. Just wait until they're ten. It's like they can't—they can't turn up at ten and go, "Sorry, mate, still can't read because my parents didn't bother yeah. homeschooling me when I was yeah. five. Um, so you've got to teach them things like phonic, jolly phonic. Well, I mean, the jolly bit fucked off a while ago. I tell you, it's just—it's just a horror show and. They don't, like, honestly, if I'm trying to tell them to do anything, they're like, oh, I don't want to
1: do that, and anyway, you smell of poo, and it's like... Oh, they love you smell of poo. They, they yeah. love saying
2: that. Do you think the fact you smell of poo is a problem, though, Jen? Maybe that's why you're struggling to homeschool, if you didn't <laughs> smell of poo. <laughs> to be fair, I've seen your stand-up, Jen, and there is a routine about you actually smelling of poo,
1: so I think they may be accurate in that. In that.
6: <laughs> well, and whose poo is it? It's not my poo. I'm not, like, just slinging my poo around the house. It's their bloody poo. They are so obsessed with their bumholes at the moment. And <laughs> I made the mistake of saying bumhole to them and close Ooh. like, we don't say bumhole, we yeah. just say bottom. And I went, was too late. So bumhole's out.
1: Yeah.
2: And bumhole's a great it. word though, isn't it? You forget how funny uh, bumhole is. Could you use that to teach them all the different sounds? And you could say...
6: Play... <laughs> they're funny.
2: It'd be a great chance to teach them about the letter O, wouldn't it? You go... <laughs> Oh yeah, because
1: my, 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 my daughter started school <laughs> in September and I'm already, I don't understand this phonics thing where you learn the alphabet, I like A B C D. And I, but uh, for anyone that didn't know what it was, um, that's the English one, um, <laughs> I'm working on the Greek, um, but you, you learn all those sounds for ABC, but uh, it's actually abaka, is that right?
6: Well, yeah, but you're, it's also more complicated than that. So you're learning sounds when you like, say you've got I, G, H together, then they have to learn that that is, that sound is I, or if there's an, an o and a and a W together, that can be ow, or yeah. so you know, they've got to learn it like that. Or if you if there's an E at the end, like like actually bumhole is a very good example. Now we've got <laughs> let's explore the bum hole, let's, let's explore bumhole because there's a magic e at the end of hole yeah. so the o is instead of being an O it becomes an O. So it's not hole it's what is it, kids? Hole. That's right, it's bum hole. So we're all learning something. We
2: had magic e when I was growing up. Did you used to watch the look and read BBC? TV shows at school So it'd be like Badger Girl Or Geordie Racer Or something
6: No I'm like 10 years older than you So <laughs> <doesn't that mean>
1: <laughs> <that>? <laughs> Badger Girl Sounds like a TikTok star <laughs> She just got, You know Documents the badgers In her garden Which is not a euphemism um, I, Well I struggled In reading uh, so, Spoiler alert um, As a kid and <laughs> had to go To learning support And um, We used to read The Biff Chip and Kipper books.
6: My kids are reading those?
1: Yeah. Uh, All I remember was they went, okay, you're going to go for private one-on-one readings. You know, I'm dyslexic, so I struggled with the reading. And um, the book was just bigger. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't an easier book or specialised. It was just the same book with one person just pointing at the word. (laughs) That's an opticians I needed. (laughs)
2: Obviously, they're twins, Jen, but are they... How different are they? As people are like in their reaction to it? Do you t- teach them together, or are they kind oh, of... Oh, they're
6: completely different in every... They don't look at... Because they're fraternal twins, because it was IVF, so,
1: well, obviously, it wasn't a natural yeah. uh,
2: conception.
6: Um, and, and if it was um, from a
1: same-sex um couple, Jen, that would be the first question I'd ask, to be honest, if <laughs> it did happen.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I would... Just a lot of friction, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of friction. Um... First things first, <laughs> <laughs> how does that happen?
1: Um
6: <laughs> Let's keep rubbing till we start
1: a fire. Yeah. No. Um, so, so what's the difference? Because I'm, I'm not, a, I'm a bit um, ignorant to this. So, what's the difference from an IVF twins as opposed to sort of a nat- natural twins, as it were? Sorry if that's the wrong terminology. Well, no, okay, it's so.
6: completely, it's completely the, the the right terminology. If you're having a, a sort of natural conception and you're having sex uh, and you that's how you conceive. Uh, if you're doing it uh, with IVF, what you do is you have you spend thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds oh. and cross your fingers that something fucking happens. Um, but it's it, you go, it's a clinic, and then you're
2: you, we you, we. Bought, we bought sperm from the internet. But you don't actually, you don't physically do that, right? You don't, it doesn't arrive uh, like Amazon. You must have get Amazon Prime. You know, you've
1: got to keep it fresh. Do you
6: know what? It's not that different actually. it? Really? Isn't. No, no, it, I know I know you're going, I'll oh, come in, what do you do? What Log on and then just buy some sperm. Yeah, you really? do. Really? <laughs> really? How
2: much? How
6: um, much is it? Oh, liters of it. No, it is a liters. <laughs> <laughs> its it has been a long lot Listen, we needed as much as we could get. No. um. There are lots of different sperm banks And it's depending on which sperm bank you go to But basically they have an online I suppose I want to say magazine That's not brochure Something And you can pick Do they
2: have like star ratings? Trust pilot <laughs>
6: <laughs> They kind of do I mean in as much as You can see How popular that yeah, sperm
1: is wow. I mean I'd get one off I'd get one off checker trade So I've got somebody's Andy in the out <laughs> <laughs> I'd want to try I've got enough sort of gobby talking people in our family. We need some family. Yeah, of but you skills. you
6: you'd get mixed messages, really. I've got i got three of this stoner. The first one was an absolute dream, but the last yeah. two, if I'm honest, are a parapet. Um so it's 50-50. 50. <laughs> Well, um, so what did you know about your sperm? So what you don't get, you have no idea what your donor looks like. So what you will get is information. And again, this really depends on the sperm bank, how much the information they get, they give you. So we went to the European sperm bank specifically because you get the most information about the donor. So... Right, yeah. And you get sort of information about their parents' sort of uh, health, you know, if there's any, I don't know, like dementia or cancer or anything like that in the family. So I think you go back like the parents and then the grandparents and then you can, what they look like, what they do for a living, interests, all that sort of stuff. And then you get a photograph of them as a baby. So, you can kind of get an idea. So, I mean, we were a bit cruel because there was a couple of babies that were completely boss eyed, and we were like, oh, Oh,
1: come on, (laughs) swerve that. If you're paying for it, you're allowed to choose, as far as I'm concerned. Do you know what
6: I mean? I mean, the irony is one of ours is boss eyed now. So, that was 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 (laughs) karma. (laughs) <laughs> there we go um i mean like you can spend weeks and months deciding and then in the end it's kind of i don't know if other people agree with me but it's kind of moot really because what you want is a baby whatever you end up with you're not going to be like oh well i wish we'd gone for you know jeff he was yeah. lovely and nicer eyes yeah. you're going to be like oh this is my baby so um yeah, I, I can't even I can't even tell you how we chose our sperm donor. I think we just went, oh fuck it, him. You know, yeah. I think it was
1: like that. <laughs> and, and is it sort of with? Is it just some? Because with IVF, you sometimes it's more chance of twins. It's not like an option you pick. Like twins are well, in the family.
6: Again, uh, it is an option we picked because you can oh. choose. I don't know if you can still do this. I'm not sure, but you
1: Bog can off. put two. High <laughs> uh, <laughs> can... level, buy level, buy one get one free. Eat out to help out.
4: Well done, <laughs> yeah. Jeff
1: so that's a, that's an option, isn't
6: it? <laughs> yeah I mean, you can... <laughs> well it depends how many you get right so you you get you get to it depends how many embryos you get so you once you go through the process of IVF right and then you end up with however many embryos you do and then we went through one round of IVF and it was, uns- no, we'd been through two rounds of IVF and it had been unsuccessful. And we were like, oh, fuck this. this, is costing a fortune. So the the third round, Chloe was like, I'm going to stick two embryos in. And I was like, Ugh, double, I feel-
1: Double dropping, it's not being at a festival. I'm not yeah. feeling it, I'm not <laughs>
6: feeling it. Come on, flares on in a minute, and I'm doing two. If you, and if you'd just waited an hour, that one would have yeah, been yeah. fine. <laughs> We've got two now. <laughs> and I like, gurning your tits I'm going, oh, I wish I'd just stuck to one. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically what happened.
2: Yeah. Are you a good cop or a bad cop, as a doubt, Dara? What's
7: your kind of role? Shouting? Can I can hang shouting? Is that one of the things? There? Turns out much more of a shouter than I thought I'd be. Much. Oh really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Much more of a blindly furious uh, person (laughs) than I presumed I would be. Yeah. No. No. It's 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 a surprise to me as well and to them a lot of the time. Just. How? Oh, what are? Oh, I have told you to hold the fork correctly. <laughs> the kind of, you know, just, I, yeah, not great. Have you had
1: a moment in particular,
7: Daryl? No, no, no. Just, just, you know, they just don't. You know, they don't listen. Um, it is. <laughs> it turns out, no. I'm, I'm very impatient about things not being done uh, the way they should be done. No, it's awful. It's like, honestly, it's, it's a thing that I should probably have a talk about because it's like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, really. but they will. I've I've always felt that with kids, whom I utterly adore, and the most they're a wonderful creatures. But it is like it's a type of love you have for your kids, is uh, the love, both the love at the start of the relationship of a you know a romantic relationship. In other words, I cannot wait to see you. Everything about you is beautiful. You light up my life. You're amazing. You're fabulous. And the end of a relationship, you know exactly the stuff that makes me more angry than any other human being, and it's the two of those together.
1: Oh. oh, that's a perfect description. Dara, have you had a moment in particular where you sort of lost it with the kids? It was Shappy Corsandi had a moment where she flipped out over some milk tray, and it was called the milk tray moment within the family. Um, have you ever had a moment where you flipped out, and, and it's been reminded? And it's, the they've kids. not
7: been brought back because I'm, I'm mortified when they bring them back up and I get angry again. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> the, the just the stubbornness of it, the sheer. There has been. Yeah, there's been. There's been certain topics on which I get very kind of yeah that i've said this to a million times could you not do that this way um you know it's been like you know get your feet off the table we are eating or ta- you know that kind of stuff like how often
2: do we have to say that to you that was the thing when i was a kid it was like elbows off the table was the thing and now i'm enforcing feet off the table and you're like <laughs> yeah. how much have standards dropped in the 20 years since i was a kid this was elbow. So no yeah. It's a nose feet.
7: I had a um, conversation at tea time today with my daughter, whose arm, whose arm was just draped into the middle of the table. They uh, And I would take your arm off the table. And she said, why? And we were like, just move like, slightly further down. It won't put in on you. Why? She said. And there is. As I'm trying to give out to her I have a routine About How stupid the whole Elbows on the table was Why was that a thing and To be the, And I had a whole routine Dissing the elbows On the table thing <laughs> And here I am Gone total full circle On this
2: like, So it, do you think You're like your parents? Are you parenting In the way your parents parented That's a sentence I could have said better Surely no, but,
7: no. Um, Yeah I mean by all means edit and do it again If you want yeah, to, to you, should hear, you should
1: hear how Your dad said that First time Rather as <laughs> well sure. I think it's really running
7: down, running for the family <laughs> do i yes and no i mean i mean they are the model for certain things but the uh but uh I'm probably that's irritating oh, why don't we think about this kind of thing why? no just tell me the answer in that in that i do but i'm not sure actually because I, I i don't know if think I've, I, I've forgotten so much of my childhood I, I had this it was a lovely time but it wasn't a thing that i remember really vividly do people remember doing childhood yeah. really vividly is that a thing
2: what no i remember like the tv and the computer games more than i remember the actual experience of being a child if that makes sense
7: it makes perfect sense i think there's a lot spoken about this whereas i remember everything from 16 on vividly because it was like at 16 i got to choose everything from here on in so therefore 16 was me that was you know and everything up to that was the containment of me so no i, I don't remember specifically how it was the uh in, in that regard I don't, I don't, my, my father had a thing where he uh, had a no raised voice thing, which I have completely fucking ignored. The, uh, which was <laughs> the, uh, he had a thing because my father was a trade union negotiator and he said, don't make me use my trade union voice was a oh. phrase that he said. And we, or oh, trade union face or trade union voice, one of the two. Either way, we never got to see this mythical Trade oh, union wow. face that he had, this work face, as stern, stern as possible face that he could have.
1: But the good thing about that face is it stops at quarter past five on a Friday. Yeah, it it, off. It? not <laughs> off.
7: You don't have to do anything on know? the dot. And, it, and so is everything else. It, when it stops, everything stops. That's yeah. the that was the thing. That's how it worked. I asked him years later. He said, "No, sure, there's no, there was no He said, There was no. He just came up with this bluff, you know. Don't you do I not want you it. the
4: whole way the through whole your whole way through. Comes
7: that there's there's another thing, and that happened to be what he said, you know, don't make me use my, my work face, my serious yeah. face. Yeah. Don't make me I, use
1: my jongler's Christmas week. <laughs> <laughs> that would be our Alverdon. Our <laughs> there's two endos in a free stag Listen to me roar.
7: <laughs> the, uh, look, you're seeing my stargazing face, you don't want to see my mock the week face.
1: If I... <laughs> What's your setup, yeah. Izzy? Just for our listeners, what's the setup at home? So, the
0: setup is we're in a flat, we're in a split level maisonette. We were literally about to start looking for a house. Um, so, we don't have a garden. Yeah. We had a bed delivered from IKEA the day before lockdown started, <laughs> um, which is in the dining room in about, I'd say, 12 different boxes. <laughs> You can't even walk to the printer or open the window.
1: Oh, oh no! Oh. Oh, so no. Your, you're, you're there with Ellis, your partner, and your two, yeah. two
0: children. What ages are your children? So they're five and fifteen months. Oh,
1: that is a, that's mm. tough.
0: You know what? Right, the five-year-old was always such a good sleeper, and we were so kind of like we were like, "It's because we're so chilled." <laughs> <laughs> such bullshit, like. I'm not chilled anyway. I really pretend that I am. But inside I'm like, oh my God, was that fish off and I've just cooked it. I'm going to give everyone food poisoning and everyone's going to die. Like that is my internal monologue quite a lot of time. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm so chilled. I'm so chilled. Anyway, Like, it's just not true that anything rubbed off on her. It was just her personality. So with him, like he is such a shit sleeper. Like the only thing that gets me through lockdown is the idea that if he was a newborn and we were in lockdown, it would be worse. (laughs) You know, when you make yourself feel better by thinking, well, at least it's not like he used to wake up every 45 minutes every night and then wake up the day at like four. So, Uh, So, finally, he started sleeping through the night, probably only about two or three months before lockdown began, right? Yeah. Um, So, he sleeps (laughs) through the night, in inverted commas, then wakes up normally at 4.30 for the day.
2: Oh. oh. And so, what what do you do with your time at that point?
0: So, the arrangement is, and this was never talked about, (laughs) Ellis does every single morning and wakes me up at 8.30am. Oh, and yeah. in return, I do all the cooking and cleaning and tidying. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, that's an unspoken arrangement. That is just yeah, it, just, <laughs> it
0: just slowly came about. And he was like... But you know what? I may as well do the morning tomorrow because I'm already tired. And by the way, that sea bass with, with ginger was really nice. And then <laughs> slowly but surely, I like became really anal about doing a weekly shop, which I've never done in my life. Like my mum's always been saying to me, you should start. You should start doing a weekly shop and planning meals, darling. I've been like, no way. I'll just take life as it comes. <laughs> like, I take and now, because obviously, you know, no one wants to go in shops unless they have to and all that. I am so anal about the weekly shop and I even ordered like two chocolate oranges last week and then was like, um, you can only eat a quarter tonight because it's got a elasters for like <laughs> a week. then I ate three quarters in what the same night hunched over the kitchen sink.) And- <laughs> So I'm in charge of like the running of the house In the yeah, way yeah. that like women were oh. I guess Sort of like you know In maybe our grandparents generation And obviously some women are in our generation But certainly not really any women I know um, So it's like it's, it's quite weird
2: I, I'm going to say it. I don't know where Rob is on this I would 100% take your side of the deal. What about you, Rob? Yeah, what do you
0: think, Rob? And uh, in a minute, I'll also give you a few details about what my job entails. Yes, um, just okay. make sure.
1: Well, I, I think I can see I can see the logic, but it's such an early start for 30 a.m. If it was like they got up at six-ish or whatever, and then he dealt with the kids every morning, but he's like getting up like he's doing a radio <laughs> breakfast show. It's
0: like it's so early it's so, so, what time? What time is he going to bed then? In the olden days, Ellis used to be the one going to bed at two. Even once we'd had yeah, kids, yeah, he was always I, a I, night owl. Really like, yeah, he really was, wasn't he? So he's totally changed. Like he's in bed with a light out by half ten. Yeah, and he, he's responded really well to lockdown as well. Like he's like he doesn't care. He's just like as long as I've got my history books. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely doesn't care if he sees me or not. He cares if he sees the kids, but yeah. he wants yeah. to see me a little bit, you know, like maybe 20 minutes a day, but that's it, you know. You're <laughs> too busy cooking and cleaning. Well, exactly. I do not like I'm getting the chimney sweep out.
8: <laughs> what, I, what I discovered was, I was actually, once I was up, I was, once I'd had a cup of coffee, I, I was all right, and then I would have this dip at about 6.15. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much to the second, which used to, which used to match their bath time. So baths should be fun, but that was when I was at my most tired. And what yeah. I found then was it was too late to have a tea or a coffee because that would keep me awake. So obviously I've got to go to bed so early. So I would just, they would just have a really grumpy bath every night.
2: <laughs> what time are you going to bed, Al?
8: I would try and go to bed at around 10. As anyone who knows me, you'll, you'll know this. I, I'm an, an extreme night owl and always had been, even when Betty was little. I, and stand-up used to keep me awake as well. And mm. even when I stopped doing as much stand-up, I still had a stand-up's body clock. But that has now finally been broken by lockdown. So I tried to go to bed at about 10. But we'd, we'd, I'd have this dip at about 6.15. And um, it was too late to have a tea or a coffee. So Betty'd splash me <laughs> And instead of splashing it back, I'd be like, you what, mate? <laughs> 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 What's your problem? What is your problem? So, like Groundhog Day, now I f- find this film incredibly poignant because <laughs> every day was exactly the same. And how does it feel now? Well, they, they, they went back to the child mind, I'm betting Bet- went back to school. So, where, during his nap, which was when I used to do all of my work, I could fit an enormous amount into that nap. Oh, you must have been so tired. Well, I mean, the really pathetic thing is that we were watching... So then we'd get them to bed at about 8 o'clock, and then we'd have eaten. (laughs) And we were trying to watch normal people. The episodes are less than 30 minutes. We were doing 10 minutes a night with the caveat that I had to be in the mood. (laughs)
5: A minute.
2: So what were you doing with your two hours to yourself? Uh, I'd stare a lot.
8: Um, <laughs> yeah. um, reading, was I used to unwind better reading than watching telly for some reason. And also I didn't want to go on my phone really after about quarter to nine because the screen used to keep me awake. Because being a night owl, what I used to find is even when Betty was very tired, I, I mean, even when Betty was waking up very early when she was little, um, I'd get this second wind in the evening. No matter how tired yeah. I, I am, so I've I'm really got same. to try and avoid that because if I had two hours sleep in you know at night as soon as I get to about eight o'clock, I actually feel all right, whereas I'll have felt sluggish all day, so I'm really trying to avoid getting that second wind or i'll I'll end up watching a film or something and go to bed too late. How was your
1: first um day of the child minor and back to school where you had the day to yourself?
8: I felt like I'd won fifty million pounds <laughs> <laughs> i' have I I just could not believe it. <laughs> just, you know, you just, I just couldn't believe it. And I, could, I didn't know what to do. And I used to get... When I used to get little moments to myself... I used to think, right, what am I going to do then? Am I, am I going to read a book or am, I, or am I going to watch a film or am I going to text a friend or am I going to phone a friend or am I going to watch telly or, or am I going to read about telly so I'll know what to watch? So when I have got time to watch telly, I'll be watching the best telly because we're going to waste time. Am watching- <laughs> what, 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 what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And it just, the whole thing, the whole day just felt so long. It's like when you talk to people of our age, who don't have children, their weekends, two whole days.
2: I find it mad that, that people have their weekends, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The thought of like just sitting and like enjoy I used to enjoy a hangover, yes, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's
8: the big thing. I used
2: to kind of thrive on watching the football on a hangover and making waffles and beans for breakfast on a hangover. Do you know what I mean? I and just now... find it funny. Yeah.
8: <laughs> if I was a bit useless because I was hungover, I was like, "Oh God, sorry, I'm hungover." Whereas now I'm like, "Great, my great, I'm ruining lives. I've ruined my <laughs> yeah. life. Because yeah. pa- I had four cans. Now she's <laughs> crying and I'm crying.
1: Great. Also, as well, it's like you're paranoid the whole time. Like, well, I
8: don't feel bad, but when will I feel bad? Will yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel bad when it's at the worst part of the day? It's, it's been they're completely psychological now. Yeah. Oh, are you you're, oh you're one of those you're one of those dads. Oh, you're 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 a beer amaretti dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kids are in bed, eight cans by the side of the side
2: Do you think um, Izzy was worried about you coming on this podcast, Ellis?
8: No, I I don't I don't think so. She she I listen to it and it's quite funny hearing her talk about me when I'm not in the room. Because for a kickoff, she does an absolutely terrible impression of a Welsh accent. <laughs> <laughs> and she wants 10 minutes to practice it. The thing she mentioned, which I I had forgotten about, I listened to a, her one of these quite recently, was I was initially shielding, right? So I wasn't allowed out the house at all. So I used to sit on the window, on the windowsill, to try and get like <laughs> vitamin D, like a cat. <laughs> and um I used to think this was this was a, a good aspect of my personality, but I have now revealed this, and I don't think that it is anymore. I would say I've got an almost superhuman ability to adopt my situation, in this case, complete lockdown because of coronavirus, and then find it completely impossible to imagine an alternative. (laughs) So I actually wasn't that unhappy. I was like, oh, well, I'm unable to leave the house. (laughs) (laughs) That's my life
2: now. That's my life now. And did you feel jealous of other people who weren't shielding and didn't have no, a child if, waking up at half four?
8: If if I had been a character in the TV show Lost, I would be the bloke who was quite happy to bed down for the night under the shattered wing of a stricken aeroplane.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs>
8: this is my life now. I, I, I live under a wing. <laughs> I mean, the, the problem with that aspect of my personality is that it means you you almost never try to better your set of circumstances. So I'm always like, oh well. so I, I wasn't particularly unhappy if I'm, if I'm honest. Obviously, I was worried for people who were you know who were vulnerable yeah. and that kind of stuff. and also we don't have a garden. So I, I, but again, in in that whole thing of feeling unable to imagine an alternative for, the, for my situation. Izzy every day would go, God, I wish we had a garden. And I'd say, why are you complaining about it? It's like, we can't do anything about it. It's like me complaining about my height. And she'd say, well, <laughs> if we can, we could buy another house. And I'd be like. I didn't start this conversation to look at solutions. Actually, right? So, I don't want to talk about solutions now. Now, actually, so that was. If we'd had a garden, it would have been so much easier.
2: How's um? Because you're you're obviously I'm loath to describe you as a professional Welshman, but you're certainly getting there. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, how does it feel bringing up your children in Southeast London?
8: It's weird in the sense that I spoke Welsh at home. I didn't speak English to my parents. Obviously, I, I can speak English. This isn't a struggle. <laughs> but um, I went to a Welsh school and I spoke Welsh to my sisters and my mum and dad and my grandparents. So it is it is slightly weird. I do find it weird. I like when I, when I go into my daughter's primary school all the stuff on the on the walls about leaves and frost. It always causes me to do a double take.
2: Doesn't have enough L's in it. And not. No. Yeah. That
1: would looks like I could read it. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> it's too easy. Eh? It's way too easy.
8: The, the fact that it's not in Welsh always causes me to go oh, and that is that is the thing I found uh, weirdest. I think. What about their accents? Well, I mean, I don't know if fizzy. I can't remember if fizzy mentioned this, but my our childminder is from Peckham and is in a is in her fifties, right? So she she sounds like Rob, <laughs> which means, uh, <laughs> it means my daughter sounds like Rob, and that is that is endlessly entertaining to me.
1: Is there a certain phrase or word that just gets you every time?
8: What her childminder does is her childminder doesn't talk down to them, so she just talks to the children like she would to an adult. But it meant that, because Betty started speaking very early on, so she was quite slow at walking, but she was very, very verbal. She, so she would speak like a little adult, like a little cockney adult. And she'd say, she say, go and pick her up. And she, she'd drop her pens or something, or pencils. She'd go, oh, I've a right nightmare! <laughs> <laughs> I remember remember looking at the uh, snow and going, that is magical. Look at that. She's a bit older now. She'll say things like, speaking of which. (laughs) He turned around to me and
1: said... Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this special Best Of episode. We'll be back next week.